Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Katana. I am your host, the old man. I'm Ruby. And I'm Jadefire. And together we are a father and his children journeying through the New Testament as we sharpen our minds and swords and understanding of God's word so that we can uh, defend ourselves from spiritual attack and help those around us um, just as God helps us. Um, this week we are going through First John, having wrapped up Second Peter last week. Um, unfortunately, we still have some work being done in the house, so there might still be more of some hammering and noises. Uh, please excuse those, um, but uh, we still will get through this as best as possible. All right, so starting in First John chapter 1, this very, very long 10-verse chapter. I've got um, a highlight in verse 6. I have one in verse 5. Well, I want to go first. Too bad, because I have verse 5. Well, you suck. But I have verse 10. <laughs> Disrespectful. I am your father. Great. Look, so, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. And what happens when you turn on the light? There is darkness, darkness and shade. Darkness flees. And shadows. Yeah, it hides behind things. <laughs> oh, I guess. That's how you have that a shade shadow. Um, so, hey, you said shade too. Yep. And so there's there's no <laughs> darkness in God, right? And he converts anything that might be dark into light because he is light. He just shows up. Yep. And there's no shadows when he walks into the room. That's true. His light is super penetrating and filling. Fills up everything. All right. Um, verse 6. You say, Ruby? Oh, yeah. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And mine says, it doesn't even say fooling ourselves. It says, we lie and do not live out the truth. <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh -huh. much. Because, well, why is that? If we say that and we're walking in darkness, how do we know that's a lie then? Because we're walking in darkness. <laughs> I don't know. Because God is light. So if you're walking in the darkness and you're not walking with God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was confused. Yep. Um, is there a reason? Other, anything else you oh, want to say about that verse? Um, I just highlighted it because, like, it's true for... We can't, we can't say things. We have to actually do them to make them true. Mm, sure. Yep. Absolutely. And then I have verses 9 and 10. So I will start with reading verse 9, and you can finish with verse 10, and then we'll discuss it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Uh, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Okay, so before we talk too much about it, I want to point out one thing that I think is amusing at the moment. Both 
you, Jadefire, and you, Ruby, highlighted the verses after mine. Granted, I highlighted both of these. But, like, highlighted after mine, and they both talk about being liars. <laughs> something weighing on you? Do you feel you might be lying about things or something? <laughs> Anything no. you need to tell me? I just, I like it. <laughs> I just I think, think it's funny. I highlight it because of other people. Um, but yes, I just, I love that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He will take care of us. He will purify us, which can hurt. It can be hard, but he will purify us. Purifying isn't just a magic wand and you like, bing, you're clean now. It's like, no, he's going to work on us, which means we're going to go through tests and trials to become better. Because when you purify things like gold and stuff, you know what you have to do with it? Throw it into the fire <laughs> to melt out all the impurities. So he's purifying us, meaning he's going to put us through hard things to make us better, to get rid of the impure stuff. Make sense? Um, and why did you like uh, verse 10 specifically? I liked it because, like, if we're claiming to be uh, righteous and never sinning, then we are calling Jesus a liar, God a liar. Um, and But we ourselves, when we say that, we are lying, which just is another sin. Yep. And it's very reflective to what her verse highlighted, too. It's like, if we say this, but are doing this, then we're lying. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Let's that move. also might be my application. Okay. We are moving on to chapter two. You almost highlighted half of chapter one. All right. I highlighted verse two. Hey, so did I. Oh, nice. All right. Um, did you want to read it? You can read it. Oh, oh, sure. We can both read it since our chance. Yeah, there's a good chance we'll both read it anyway, yeah. Uh, mine says, uh, he is the atoning, atoning, hmm? atoning, sorry, atoning. atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. So I actually had one into it. What does yours say? Uh, my, ch- well, I'm going to start with one, I guess. Uh, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the sins of the whole world. So, um, now he's, I don't think he's writing to his actual children, he's writing to, like, um, other believers. But, uh, well, yeah. I but... just, I, I like it especially when I think about you guys, right? So, like, I am, when I, and I don't write to you about these things, I come and talk to you. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't do this to be mean or anything i do this so that you will not sin but you are going to and if anybody does sin we have somebody who will advocate on our behalf to god which is jesus christ who also was the sacrifice to clean cleanse us so that we could be with god and it does it for everybody it's not just you it's not you not just me it's the whole world that he did this for Mm -hmm. i may have other reasons for highlighting that about the whole world but exhausted you all on that topic so tell us more i want to (laughs) know just that i believe that he if this says he did it for the whole world and not just you children when he's not talking to just actual children that means he did it for everybody so that they can come and repent (laughs) i wasn't exactly sure so we can move on from there (laughs) um all right so is there who, who who wants to share the next highlight sorry um, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was the highlight. Verse 2 was my only highlight. Hmm. Lazy. What? <laughs> Just teasing. 
All right, well, I'll share some more. Um, nine. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. So now we get a more clear example. Like, we could say that we love God and everything, but walk in darkness? Then we're lying. But what does it mean to walk in darkness, right? Here's an example. Anyone who claims to be in the light with God but hates a brother or sister, they're still in darkness. So if you're hating your brother or sister, whether it's Christian brother or sister, I was gonna say, or oh, literal brother and sister, you're still in the darkness. <laughs> Which makes you a liar then too. Um, and then 11, but anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. So being in the darkness makes it even harder to get out because you don't know what you're doing anymore. Because <laughs> you just don't know where the truth is anymore because you keep hiding off in the darkness. I don't have, like, any real highlights, but I do have highlights. I'm not sure what to label them. Just not, like, helpful highlights, not goofy highlights. I mean, I have, like, a question, but I think I know what it means, but I might as well ask it anyway. Te- uh, one, or, two, seven... 27. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but his anointing teacher teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real and not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. I used to wonder what counterfeit mean, but I think I might know what it means now. Okay, what do you think counterfeit does mean? I believe counterfeit, like, uh, counterfeit money, like fake money. It's made to look real, but it's not real. Yeah. Okay. And what did, what did they point out about being counterfeit or not counterfeit here? Uh, like, anointing teachers. Like, the anointing. Uh, not anointing teachers. This isn't about teachers. I meant teachers. Yeah, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and ha- and as the anointing is real, not counterfeit, mm-hmm. just as it has taught you, remain in him. Alright, let's see. I got plenty more highlights. So I have verses 15 and 16 through 17, which is a separate one apparently, and then 18 and 19, which is separate too. But I'm going to read them all together since they're all next to each other. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world... Love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Now, I've gone over this many times about the world passing away, so I don't think I really need to talk about that some more, but, and reminding us that we just need to stay away from that, those things that distract us. that verse or those verses yeah and we want to live forever with god also dear children this is the last hour oh my last days we're in the last hour now (laughs) oh okay dear children this is the last hour and as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come this is how we know it is the last hour they want us they want oh yeah They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Alright, so the Antichrist. A lot of people believe, for a long time, even like these days, that it's one being. Basically Lucifer. Satan. Mm -hmm. But there isn't just the Antichrist. Because it also mentions there was already multiple Antichrists. 
Antichrist just means somebody who is not Christ and against Christ, right? A false Christ. Sadly, there's a lot of those. Who try to teach things that aren't true and that are against God. And he, and in this letter, they're even saying that these people were like belonging to the church or they seemed to belong to the church. But then when they left us, we found out that they really weren't part of the church. So we can kind of throw out what they were saying. So we need to be very discerning and keeping a close eye on what people are trying to teach us. Because even people that are teaching in the church, if you they start to say things and you're like, ah, let me go look at my Bible. That's not true, right? Then you got to be so, careful. Because well, you can't so, just take whatever they say to you. Sometimes they can get something a little wrong. I mean, but like... Oh, sure, they can make mistakes. That's fine. But like if they're saying something that's very like... The Bible says this, 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 and they're saying, like, the opposite. You gotta be like, that's not cool. And that goes, and, like, it's good to be looking at your Bible in case they make a mistake, too. You don't just take them for the word. Well, yeah, look in the Bible all the time, but, like, if they're making a mistake, you don't have to be like, ugh, well, right. you're a bad guy. Right, but you could, that's when you just go back to them and be like, actually, this is what I think this was saying here, and you said this, you know, like, just help direct them, if depending on if you're in the position to be able to do so, or whatever. But this also applies to, like, your parents, when they're telling you stuff about the Bible. They might be wrong, too, and if they're saying something that's opposite, because they're just misled or something, maybe, you know... Look at it and be like, uh, but doesn't it say this? <laughs> be like, uh Because I want to be right about what I'm saying about the Bible, but I'm not going to always have it accurate. <laughs> Alright. Um, so then I also have 22 through 23. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. And there are religious leaders that claim to be Christian that will even deny that Jesus is the Christ, or will not admit to that. Isn't that, like, Catholic or something? No. <laughs> oh, I thought there was some Christianity that's kind of like the Pharisees, where they didn't believe in Jesus, but they believed in God. There are definitely religions that believe, but they wouldn't be Christians then. But if there are people that do circle around christian circles and claim to be part of those but will not say that jesus is christ they won't even necessarily say that he's not christ but they will definitely avoid saying that it is the christ so you got to be very very careful (laughs) yeah um and then no one who denies the son has the father whoever acknowledges the son has the father also so if you deny christ then you also don't have god oh which is a really bad news for those that want to deny that jesus was the messiah while still believing God and following his laws, like the Pharisees. That's just sad. Yep. So be careful, because that's, that's how we get saved, right? It says, whoever so believes in him, as in Jesus, the one who sacrificed, right? Mm, yep. Will have eternal life. That's, the, that's what we need to believe. If we don't believe that part, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> and finally, verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. If you know that he's righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. So you know that if they're righteous, then what they do is right. They're doing it of God. Okay. All right, moving on to chapter three. Okay. I have highlighted verse 16. Cool. I've highlighted verse three and five. They don't have anything to each other. Have you highlighted anything? Yeah, four and 18. Yeah, 34, 5, 18. All right, so Ruby, go ahead and go first. All right, verse three. And all who focus their hope on him will always be purifying themselves just as Jesus is pure. Um, I just kind of like that, how everybody, or anybody who focuses on him will be pure, because Jesus is pure. Yep. Then yeah. I also highlighted verse 5. Let me ver- do the in-between one, I have four. <laughs> Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is 
lawlessness. So whenever we type talk about lawlessness, we're talking about sin. Sin is lawlessness. It breaks the law. Yeah. And that means any little sin you've done, you've broken the law. I think it's James 2.10, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point is accountable for all of it. That's definitely a verse in the Bible. I will take your word for it being James 10. 2.10. 2.10. Sorry, James 2.10. 5, you said, yes? Yes. And you know without a doubt that Jesus was revealed to eradicate sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in union with him will not sin. I don't understand that, because we're all going to still sin, but we still... But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Yeah. That's a that's a catchy or a tricky area because people there's a couple verses in the Bible that are kind of like that's like well if you believe in him then you sin no more we do falter Paul even talks about how he falters and he's a super apostle right <laughs> so like um so there will be sin but we aren't sinners anymore or we're not purposely continuing to sin like when we do sin sometimes we might do something on purpose but they're like we don't want to be doing that and we turn from it and repent of it again right. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm like, I thought I was with Jesus, and other people think that too, and everyone sins, so yep. confusing. Yep, it can be tricky. Alright. Um, 16, you said? Um, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Mainly like, um... Mainly the, that Jesus laid down his life life for us. Like, that is something that um, is, like, reoccurring in the Bible. Yep. Especially after, or only after, I think, he died. Yeah. Um, and, which is, he's, like, setting an example that we should, like, let's say there was, like, a car. So, like, a car is coming, and the only way to, and your brother's, like, playing, and the only way to stop the car is by getting hit yourself. Like, you should get in the way. and Or at least try to get your brother out of the way so that you don't... So yet your brother doesn't die. Hmm. So, when it says, um, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, what do you think that means? That he died for sins. And so, when it says, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brother's... And sisters, mine says, I guess. What do you think that means? Lay down our lives for their lives. How? By, like, taking their death sentence. So we should all be dying for each other? Uh, that's how my mind's going, but now that the way you're saying it... Well, um, if, if that's how we know what love is, then we should all be dying. A lot. Like, a lot of us should be dead. Now. Oh, my! Why would we all be dead? To protect it? To... to Show love to one another, I guess. I don't know. No, I was saying, like, if you're, the other one's going to die, you need to die for them. So then you don't get to know that there's love until somebody's on the death uh, about to die? That's not the only way to show love. This is how we know what love is. I'm trying to help you uncover some truths here, because I've talked about this before. Now, let's think about Jesus' life. Yes, he did die on the cross. Literally die for us. Which was a way of laying down his life. But what did he do? Before that, his entire life. He went out of his way to help others? He served others. He was a servant to people, yeah? Mm-hmm. How much did he do for himself? Not much. So do you think that maybe laying down our lives means to lay down our wants and desires? 
I mean, that's another way. But also the actual way. Yes, you can literally die for people. But a lot of times, that's easier than to actually lay down your life for somebody, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, if I die to save somebody, yeah, I'm doing this great big thing. It's so common for people that are in love and in love songs and stuff that I'd be like, I, to say things like, I would take a bullet for you. Like, I would get in the way of the gun and be shot for you. But then they're married or whatever, and the wife says, hey, could you take out the trash? No, I'm busy. I'm doing this. So they would go and take a bullet, and they're probably telling the truth that they would jump in front of a bullet for them. But they can't even take the time to go take out the trash. Is that loving? No. No. So... To truly lay down your life is to serve others, meaning to put yourself outside of it a little bit, right? To put okay. yourself aside. Okay, you've got, you you used the take out the trash thing before, and I think you... Yep. <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's just an example. Alright, so, I also highlighted 18, which highlights what we were just talking about, actually. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech. Like, we can still say I love you and stuff, but that's not really what love is, right? To just tell somebody you love them and feel I, good about them? I mean, the re- sometimes I I, some people would be happy with it. But with actions and in truth, that is how we are to love. Actions, meaning doing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and truth, which means no lying. Alright, so there's some, so better, because like, just go back to First Corinthians 13, right? What is love? Love is patient, it's mm-hmm. kind. Does not envy, does not boast, is not self-seeking. I don't like that chapter anymore. Why? Because I bring it up all the time? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Because you're realizing how hard it is to actually love, or what? No, because I was quoting my verses earlier. Oh, just because you were quoting. Oh, because it messed up the other area. Yes! Because they're arrogant or rude. I right. hate it. <laughs> you hate the love chapter? <laughs> I hate that I messed it up. <laughs> yeah, no, First Corinthians 13 is one of my favorites. Anyway. It is a good chapter. I just was really upset about that. Because it explains that. exactly what love is supposed to be. And that's good to know since we're called to love all over the place in the Bible. All right. Chapter 4, verse 2. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Oh, and verse 3, sorry. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. So we are called to test the spirits. Here's an example of just how to do it. All you have to... It's a really easy test. If you have no idea what else to ask them about the Bible, just ask them, is Jesus the Christ? Did he come down in human form and die for our sins? If they deny any part of that, then they are not a spirit from God. (laughs) And you be like, you go away. Jesus Christ, I send you, by the name of Jesus Christ, you're gone. Get out. See ya. (laughs) Because you do not belong here. They're like, "Uh, well, it's like, yeah, no. And, And a lot of them might try to talk around it. So you need to be paying attention. If they deny any piece of this... They are lying to you, and they are evil, okay? <laughs> this kind of reminds me, um, like, when I, tr- usually, when I try to make friends, uh, with people who are older than me, um, they, I end up with them, like, telling me, a, like, a million stories that I don't think is true. Like, they sound near impossible. No, oh, yeah, a lot of, I, I had a friend that lied to me all the time. Like, not about anything about 
our relationship, but just about his own background or his dad or things yeah. like that. A lot of lying. He was he just had a lot of insecurity about some stuff, and I just learned to be like whatever. <laughs> Like, because I, I, what what did it matter? If I call him a liar, that's going to hurt our relationship, and it doesn't affect me really. I'm like, he's living in this fantasy. He's not going to hear any correction from me. So, well, well, when I, that happens, I normally just like we sort of, I just like let it our friendship or the beginning of a friendship just drift away. Oh, so for like, sure. This was a friend. Like, this was a person who was a friend of mine. Like, we lived close to each other and everything. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I remember trying to make friends with one kid, and he was like, I could see the demons in my room, and I could see angels in my room. Like, he says... It's possible. I mean... Uh, Now that I've gotten older, the best way to handle it, I think, because you can't... If you just say, oh, you're lying, they're going to shut down and be mad at you, whether they're lying or not. The best way is to just, like, push back a little bit, like... Well, if there's demons in your room, do you tell them to leave? Do you do you pray to God so that they go away? Like, say things like that. And see what they say or do, you know? Oh, no, I didn't have to ask. He just said, the way I got rid of them is I just danced around and screamed. And they okay. left. <laughs> that seems unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I just, like, we just drew away. So th- and with that, you go, so the demons were scared of you? And the angels were scared of you? Does that make sense? <laughs> See, and you well, don't think of these sort of ways. I was younger. I didn't have. I didn't have much knowledge. Right. Well, you. I wouldn't even expect you to do it now. And like for me, it took me a second to think of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, but like those are the types of things you can do, right? Mm-hmm. To help. Just without calling them a liar, but they can like see that it's not getting. It's not getting them anything. Yeah. That's Moving on. I did verses two and three. Anybody else have some highlights on chapter four? I have 11! I have 6 and 19! Go ahead with 6. I have 7 after that. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of the truth and the spirit of falsehood. What what does falsehood mean? Fake? Lies? Lies, yeah, basically. Okay. And 2... Now that I'm reading this again, it also reminds me of a verse from Titus 1. Um, like, I'm trying to remember what the reference is, but, like, it's one of the verses, like, uh, whoever is pure, all thing- oh, things are yeah. pure, but, but... To the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their minds and their consciousnesses are defiled. Thank you. That's 15. Thank you. Yep, that's a good one. Um... I feel like we just ran into that somewhere. Was it last night? It was in Lord of the Rings. There was a comment that was similar to that. Because it... Saruman is a distrust and treacherous person. Just like a, he's not trustworthy and he's treacherous, and so it's hard for him to trust others. Is what Gandalf was saying. Mm-hmm. And you brought that up, and I'm like, <laughs> yep. And then you quoted the verse. Yep. 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 All right. Um. So then. Um. Okay, so yeah, with verse 6, it's just, I see a lot of parallels here. We keep saying, well, if they're doing this, good. If they're doing this, well, then they're not good. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you can test these out. Like, it's just giving us these basics. So it's like, well, if you're doing this, then you're li- then you you say this, you're doing this, you're lying. <laughs> All right. Verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. and not So it's not somebody who just has a passionate feeling for somebody. This is talking about actual loving, right? The loving mm-hmm. of action and laying down our lives. And if you're doing yep. that, then you must be coming from God because you've learned that from God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's a, it's just another test 
to see if people are actually from God. You know, know them by their fruits and all that. <laughs> yup. All right. Verse 11, Ruby. Yes. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. I just like that. <laughs> That's kind of what I was saying already, too, but yes. God no, loves us so that I already we said can, I was going to read it. Sam. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad that you did. That's just another good example of it, though. Like, we love because he first loved us. <laughs> yup. All right. I believe somebody said they have 16. I said I have 19. Oh, I misheard. All right, well, then I will go with 18. You can go with 19 because then I have also 20 through the end of the chapter. All right. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love so uh a couple things here is first of all we've talked about this many times you shouldn't be fearing anything right mm -hmm. only fear god not that kind of scared fear yep you don't need to be scared of the dark and fearing the dark because then you're just a slave to it right you won't go out there on your own you need other people with you it controls your actions right mm -hmm. yep. we should only be fearing god and there's no which sounds weird because we're supposed to love God, right? But there's no fear in love. Um, yeah. But we're not we're not fearful like as in like oh no I'm scared of you like yeah. I'm I'm doomed. But like because perfect love drives out that fear. We don't have to fear because we know He's got the perfect stuff ready for us, right? Mm -hmm. Um. And notice that it talks about that fear has to do with punishment. And we talked about the whole punishment thing before too. Mm-hmm. Where it's not punishment that he's aiming for, it's discipline. Ah. Uh -huh. He's like, not going... Oh. The, the things that we view as punishment are things that we've done to ourselves. Because we've strayed yep. from God's path. Alright, go ahead with 19. I just realized that I have 19, 20, and 21. Oh, well then read it all. <laughs> uh, we oh, love... I, just, I just quoted this verse. Go ahead. We love because he, he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has to give us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. First, I've heard this before, multiple, multiple times, hmm. especially verse 19. It's almost like we've been trying to get it through your head that you should love your siblings. Um... And two, it's just a really interesting group of verses. Yeah? Yeah. And I think it might be an application with what? So one and five, four? One and four? Yeah, there's definitely plenty of application there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to chapter five. Wait, why did you highlight those, though? Oh, why did I highlight <laughs> Oh. Um, there's just another, well, I've been highlighting all the things. It's like, well, if you claim this... But you're doing this. You're obviously a liar. So it's just lots of good examples and try to figure out what's going on. So, like, you can say you love God, but then if you keep picking on your brother, because I can use literal brothers and sisters for you guys, because I can see it. Like, it's easy for me to watch it. Whereas, like, somebody who doesn't live with us, it'd be hard to see how I treat my fellow believers and stuff. All, like, all the texts that I see me all the time. But I live with you guys, and I watch how you guys behave, and I know the ins and outs of some of your personalities than what you actually mean when you do certain things, even though it doesn't seem like a sin or mean, I can detect the the undercurrent, the tones that are meant and designed to upset one another. What? So you can be like, 
saying something or doing something that seems like the right thing to do, quote unquote, but you know that you're doing something to actually upset somebody else because you know that they don't like certain things. And you're doing this, which isn't wrong by itself, but you're not doing it for the right reasons. Can you give me an example? Because I'm having a hard time understanding. Oh, let's see. Like when you remind somebody of something they're supposed to do. You are supposed to remind them because they're not doing it. But to do it with a, did you do this kind of tone or something like that? Just to piss somebody off? Thank you. Does now that make I, sense? Now I understand. Okay. Right. <laughs> and you've done that, right? Yep. Okay, so like you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I think, I think, at least I've tried to get better about Sure, 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 sure. But it doesn't help your guys' relationship when you do things like that, or he says things like he just did, right? Like, I've learned actually not care when he says things like that. And I appreciate that you're getting better at that, but you also, while you're not caring, it also means that you're distancing yourself from him because you are making sure your feelings are completely shut off towards him. So there's no hate, but there's also no love. Do you know what I mean? You purposely separate your feelings away from the person who's being a jerk face. Therefore, you're apathetic, meaning you have no feeling towards him. Well, when he tries to insult me or something like that, I he, just... I know, and you oh. learn to protect yourself. And I, I understand that. But then you don't have that door open also to go back and love him. Like, you don't show love to him, right? And so, like, you need to be able to... Like, it's good that you're not taking offense, but then you need to come back around to... Because you put a wall, right? There's a wall, now you need to come around the wall and, like... Be nice. You block the thing, now come over here and, like, try to show love again. So you're telling me you're not supposed to try to ignore it? You can ignore it, but, like, when... I'm just saying that when you do, a lot of times you're just shutting yourself further and further away from it. Because it's gotten I so see. easy for you because you don't have an open door there anymore. I see. Which shuts down any kinds of feelings, which is not the right way, necessarily. Like, you protected yourself. Great! Now you need to make yourself vulnerable again to be able to love him. Boy, it's hard. Relationships are hard. <laughs> Trust me. I know. They're hard. <laughs> Alright. I don't know where we were on this. You wanted me to explain this. I know, but you wanted me to explain something oh, here and then we got distracted. A I bit. said, so you were like, alright, move on to chapter 5. I'm like, why did you have yeah. that? And then you just said, because. Yeah, and then you wanted some examples somewhere because of what I said. Anyway, I really like this section because I can also watch you guys loving each other or not loving each other and I can help help you with it, but it's also a good lesson to me on how to operate in the world and see other people who aren't loving, but also just my own heart in loving. My own, like, brothers and sisters, not like literal ones, but Christian ones. Well, still love your literal Well, yeah. Brother. I don't have as much trouble with that. Brothers. Yeah, I have two. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Chapter five. Verse... 15. Three and four. Uh, verse 15. Shh. I've never started a chapter. Maybe you did this week, but that's okay. Alright, these are actually my only highlights, too. Oh, sorry. I lied. It's not three and four. It's three through five. In fact, this is love for God. To keep his commands. So again, in action, right? And his commands are not burdensome. They are not hard for us. Like, well, okay, they may be hard to do, but like, they're not a burden. They are not something that... We have to lug around. This is a good thing. It's freeing for us to follow his commands. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So there are so many examples of people who wanted to rule the world in fiction and in reality. Right? They wanted to control things. Wait. 
Oh, so not literally rule the world in reality, right? There are people who wanted to rule the world in reality. Like, there are people who wanted to rule things and control all kinds of stuff. There's been plenty of that. Oh, wait. Yeah, from our history book, there was someone who ruled, well, all the land that they knew about. Sure, exactly. So they want to control it all, right? They want to be the one in power. They want to be the god, basically. Because we all have this innate desire to be closer to God, and we are created in his image, right? Yeah. Um... So they want all that power. But the only way to actually overcome the world is the way Jesus did it. He didn't do it in this big throne room and rule over everything, right? He overcome it by going against what the world is looking for because he transcends that. And we do as well when we have God and are doing his will. That's the real way to overcome it. It doesn't look like the way everybody wants it to look like. But it's actually the best way to go about it and the most fulfilling and you'll be the most content. (laughs) So yeah, that that was my thing. And that goes even in any part of, like, what you want to rule over, right? Like, I want to, like, if you want to have control, because a lot of us struggle with, can struggle with control. I know I have. Like, I want to control the actions of my children sometimes because they're doing things I don't want them to do. And I want to, I want to do it for the, maybe the right reasons. Like, I want them to do good and do right. But God doesn't even do that to us, right? (laughs) Yeah. He lets us free to do what we want. Therefore, I do not have the ability to actually control people, (laughs) which is good. I shouldn't. But there's times where I feel like I want to because I want to save them from the sins, right? Yep. (laughs) So, but that's not how we do it. We just do what God tells us to do. We be patient, we be loving, (laughs) following his commands. (laughs) That's my highlight. Alright, I'll do verse 15. I have a question highlight. Hold on, verse 15. Um, and if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we ask of him. Um, what does the last little part mean? Like, that we have obtained the request we ask of him. Uh, well, starting with 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have we have what he asked we asked of him. So if we ask for something, we get it. But there's a catch. We have to ask according to his will. We can't be so like, you can't be like, can hey, you kill this person, or just please? you know drop you know five million dollars on my front porch for me, <laughs> whatever. Oh, that'd be nice. But that's not necessarily following his will, right? That's not what he's. That's not. What I he mean, that's not necessarily against his will. Just not. but we're not asking within his will. That's and Jesus even did that, right? Like, Jesus asked not to be... He didn't want to die. He asked the cup to be passed from him. He wouldn't want to have to go through all that. But in the end, he also said, But not my will, but your will be done. And God's will was for that sacrifice to happen. And he did it willingly. Like, he didn't want to do it, but he did it. He followed command. He submitted himself to his father. It's like, there's nothing wrong with asking a question. Just, But just be like, and if that's not okay, it's fine. That's exactly right. Like, you can ask... But then you get your answer, and you do it. Don't Follow get through. your answer from my grandma. <laughs> she says yes to like. Well, you know what I mean, but when you ask God, and that kind of applies to a lot of things in life. If you're asking something and they say no, then that's it. I'm not highlighting anybody who doesn't do that or anything. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> that was my only highlight, so does anybody else have a highlight they would like Verse to share? Verse six. Verse six. It's a question highlight, my only highlight. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. What 
does it mean by water and blood? Is it actually I don't know. Uh yeah, honestly I'm not quite sure exactly what it means. I have certain theories and speculations, but I can't um for sure. I know right after that verse it talks about that the three testify that he is him, the spirit, water, and blood. Now blood a lot of times means like flesh and everything like that. Like we are a physical being. Um, I know that there's blood and water inside a body, so that mm-hmm. might have something to do with it. It could have talked to me about baptism and his death, mm-hmm. right? So spirit, and then the baptism, so of the water, and then the blood. Or it could even be talking about childbirth, which involves water and blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, okay. I honestly don't know. I should look more into it at some point, but I... If you have, if you, uh, you guys have any ideas, let us know at our email. Uh, I believe it's Huntersfield. At gmail.com? Hunterfield Manor. Hunterfield Manor at gmail.com. I don't yep. know how to spell that. Or you can leave comments on like YouTube or whatever, wherever you might be listening. Whatever you're listening at that allows comments. You can go ahead and do that. Well, thank you. Uh, application time. You already know my application. Loving your brothers and sisters? And uh, the lying thing. Oh, lying. Yeah. Don't lie. Yeah. Live out what you're saying. Yeah. There we go. And by living out what you're saying, that does not mean live your truth. That's not what I'm telling you. <laughs> live the truth. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not some dumb movie where we're going to What about you, Ruby? What's yours? I don't know. What is a good application? Well, that's a good application. I thought I had one, but I don't. 4 19 through 21. 19 through 21. Love your brother. Mine is just to be more trusting of God and the simplicity in, like, judging the truth, right? We don't need to get to every necessarily little gritty detail, but, like, if somebody's saying that they love God, but they're doing this, then they're not telling the truth, and we need to be more weary of them, or maybe help correct them, and if they are purposely doing it, then just say goodbye. Um, So just to be very clear on that and be like because there are just simple questions you can ask and be like oh okay well i know that now if you want to get to know them and build a relationship there's more complicated things you can do but at least in the initial part where if they're saying one thing be like well is jesus christ the savior did he come and was he born on earth in flesh and blood yep no you don't think so well then you're not actually a christian got it i believe it's jade fire's turn uh dear lord thank you for this time um, we could spend together today and help the rest of the day go well, or the week, um, and and just help us with our applications. Amen. Amen. Amen.